Hello, folks. Welcome to Notoriously Episcopalian, a podcast of sermons from me, Kelly Hudlow, an itinerant Episcopal priest in Alabama. Thanks for listening. This is a sermon offered on All Saints Sunday, November 6, 2022, at St. Barnabas Episcopal Church in Roanoke, Alabama. The principal text for the sermon is Luke chapter 6, verses 20 through 31, Jesus' Sermon on the Plain. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It wasn't until about 10 years ago that I started watching superhero movies. The first one that really got my attention was the first Avengers movie, right? That got me kind of hooked into the genre. Because I was late to the game, I had to go back and watch some of the origin story movies, and those actually became my favorites in the franchise when we would not just have an action movie, but we would get the explanation of how a character became a superhero. So in the Avengers, right, everybody will have their favorite Avenger, but one of the sort of big characters that's part of the Avengers is Tony Stark, an extremely wealthy inventor, a tech Guy, He uses his technology to fix a heart defect that is poised to kill him and becomes Iron Man. Steve Rogers, right, starts off life as a scrawny kid that enlists in the army in World War II and is given special drugs to turn himself into a super warrior, so he becomes Captain America. We all know Peter Parker and that story pretty well, right? He's an ordinary kid until he is bitten by a radioactive spider and becomes Spider-Man. Sort of newer to many folks is T'Challa, right? He inherits, inherits from his father and then has to fight to maintain the power and responsibility of Black Panther. For every superhero, there is a backstory that explains how they used their talent or received some gift, even if it doesn't initially seem like a gift, that makes them extraordinary, that allows them to do things that others can't do. I think maybe the reason why I like the Avengers as compared to other superhero franchises is because the story gets more complicated there when it's not just individual superheroes um, out there doing whatever it is that they will, but when they come together to work as a team and then they have to face the consequences on their community of their actions and decisions. Marvel seems to like to take its superheroes and show them to be flawed often blinded by personal power and ambition or personal pain and desires. A frequent storyline for superheroes is what happens if they were to turn bad? What happens if they let go of whatever code that they have imposed upon themselves and just act for themselves in their full power? Usually the outcome is not good. Within our branch of Christianity, we have held on to the tradition of celebrating saints. We prayed this morning, our opening collect was, Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints and all virtuous and godly living. 
You could open up your prayer book right now and towards the front of the prayer book, you would see a list of saints from scripture and history. There's a whole other book that you can go to and you'll find even more saints and their backstories, right? Just about every day of our calendar year, we could celebrate a saint. We usually look at the lives of saints and say, oh, how extraordinary they were. But the saints that we celebrate are not superheroes. When we look at their origin stories, we see people from many different backgrounds living lives full of faith and hope as disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus gives his disciples pretty clear instructions on what is expected from them. This morning's gospel reading is from what is known as the Sermon on the Plain. Maybe sounds somewhat similar to the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew's Gospel, but it is in a slightly different location and in a different point in time of the story. Just before this, Jesus has selected who would be his apostles. And he has been teaching and healing the crowd that has gathered. So in this audience on this, for this sermon, we have sort of the general crowd that has gathered to, be, to experience healing. And we have disciples that are followers of Jesus. And we have Jesus' apostles also there. And so Jesus begins his sermon looking at his disciples specifically. And offers them... The blessings and the woes that we hear, the poor, the hungry, the grieving, and the persecuted are now blessed. And the rich, the well-fed, the celebrating, those with good reputations should now be distressed. Now this reversal of fortunes that Jesus is teaching comes about because of that last paragraph that we hear this morning, which is said to anyone there listening That those that follow Jesus need to love their enemies. That they need to do good to those who hate them. That they need to give abundantly. That they need to live lives doing to others as they would have others do to them. Throughout Luke's gospel, Jesus is extremely concerned with the poor and the outcast, but he does not exclude or let off the hook the rich and the powerful. Instead, he says to those people that have much, they have great responsibility. They are called to share what they have, to work to take care of those in need. The poor and the hungry are blessed now because the kingdom of God is now in breaking into the world. And the followers of Jesus will no longer live according to the world, but will live and share according to the kingdom. Now sitting here today, we know that that story is still being written. We know that the disciples of Jesus have not lived fully into the kingdom of God. That there is still hunger and poverty and hatred and oppression in the world. And it can be easy to get overwhelmed and discouraged. It's hard to love our enemies. It's hard to turn the other cheek. It's hard to give our shirt as well as our coat. It can be easy to give up the kingdom and make our faith individualistic and about our personal sin than our personal salvation. 
It's this temptation to give up that makes celebrating All Saints Day so important. Most of us don't spend each day celebrating the saint that is on the calendar that day, but once a year, our church calendar challenges us to remember that we have saints. This is one of the principal celebrations in the church calendar. It's so important that the Book of Common Prayer allows us to move it from November 1st to the nearest next Sunday, which is what we are doing today. It's a day that is considered especially appropriate for baptisms and for renewal of baptismal promises, which we will do shortly. All Saints Day is not a day about celebrating the superheroes of our faith. We do not celebrate these people because they have succeeded at being really good Christians. We do not celebrate the saints as heroes because that would let us off the hook. If our saints are superheroes, then clearly they've received something that we have not. But that's not what Jesus teaches us. All Saints reminds us that the world doesn't need superheroes. It needs saints. So what's the difference? Theologian Sam Wells points out that a hero or a superhero is always at the center of the story. When you go and watch the Avengers movies or Iron Man or Spider-Man, there's no doubt who is the center of the action of that story. It is the hero's decision or superpower that's going to determine everything that happens. We tell stories about heroes to celebrate their power and virtue, right? To celebrate the hero's bravery or kindness or strength or wealth or intelligence. The stories of heroes assume that a world is filled with conflict and scarcity and it is up to the superhero to make things right. And if that superhero fails or makes a mistake, Disaster ensues. So our heroes, often, their internal conflict that we see is about their fear of failing. Their fear of not being strong enough or brave enough to save the world. Heroes stand alone against the challenges of the world. But saints are different. Wells points out that saints are not necessarily crucial characters when we read the stories of their life, right? We may tell stories of saints, but we're telling those stories not so much about the saint, but we're telling the story of God. We tell the saints' stories to celebrate faith, not necessarily their individual virtue or strength. Saints don't live in a world of scarcity and conflict, but instead they live in a world where they know that Jesus Christ has won, that death has been defeated, and that there is an abundance of love and joy and peace. Saints expect to fail. They know that they depend on God's grace and that they need repentance. Saints are never alone. They know that they stand in need of God's salvation, but they also stand in the great communion of saints that have gone before them. When we hear Jesus teaching the disciples on the plain, 
Jesus knows that he is expecting a response from his disciples that they cannot give on their own. He is calling them into a life of faith that is dependent on God and on each other. Their dependence is not a flaw, but is instead central to their witness and life of faith. So on this All Saints Day, we are not called to be heroes standing alone against a broken and sin-filled world. Instead, we are called to stand in confidence with the communion of saints, with all the faithful people of God who depend on God's grace. Amen.